cried the boy. Or take yourself off. You have no business here at night. The sexton, however, remained standing motionless that the boy might think he was a ghost. The boy cried a second time. What do you want here? Speak if you are an honest fellow, or I will throw you down the steps. The sexton thought, he can't mean to be as bad as his words, uttered no sound and stood as if he were made of stone. Then the boy called to him for the third time, and as that were also to no purpose, he ran against him and pushed the ghost down the stairs, so that it fell down the ten steps and remained lying there in a corner. Thereupon he rang the bell, went home, and without saying a word, went to bed and fell asleep. The sexton's wife waited a long time for her husband, but he did not come back. At length she became uneasy and wakened the boy and asked, Do you know where my husband is? He climbed up the tower before you did. No, I don't know, replied the boy. But someone was standing by the sounding hole on the other side of the steps, and as he would neither give an answer nor go away, I took him for a scoundrel and threw him downstairs. Just go there and you will see if it was he. I should be sorry if it were. The woman ran away and found her husband, who was lying moaning in the corner and had broken his leg. She carried him down, and then with loud screams she hastened to the boy's father. Your boy, cried she, has been the cause of a great misfortune. He has thrown my husband down the steps so that he broke his leg. Take the good-for-nothing fellow out of our house. The father was terrified and ran thither and scolded the boy. What wicked tricks are these, said he. The devil must have put them into your head. Father, he replied, do listen to me. I am quite innocent. He was standing there, by night, like one intent on doing evil. I did not know who it was, and I entreated him three times either to speak or to go away. Oh, said the father, I have nothing but unhappiness with you. Go out of my sight. I will see you no more. Yes, father, right willingly. Wait only until it is day. Then will I go forth and learn how to shudder, and then I shall, at any rate, understand one art which will support me. Learn what you will, spoke the father. It is all the same to me. Here are fifty tailors for you. Take these and go into the wide world and tell no one from whence you came and who is your father, for I have reason to be ashamed of you. Yes, father, it shall be as you will. If you desire nothing more than that, I can easily keep it in mind. When the day dawned, therefore, the boy put his fifty tailors into his pocket and went forth on the great highway, and continually said to himself, If I could but shudder, if I could but shudder. Then a man approached who heard this conversation which the youth was holding with himself, and when they had walked a little farther to where they could see the gallows, the man said to him, Look, there is a tree where seven men have married the rope-maker's daughter and are now learning how to fly. Sit down beneath it and wait till night comes and you will soon learn how to shudder. If that is all that is wanted, answered the youth, it is easily done. But if I learn how to shudder as fast as that, you shall have my fifty tailors. Just come back to me early in the morning. Then the youth went to the gallows 
sat down beneath it, and waited till evening came. And as he was cold, he lighted himself a fire. But at midnight the wind blew so sharply that in spite of his fire he could not get warm. And as the wind knocked the hanged men against each other, and they moved backwards and forwards, he thought to himself, If you shiver below by the fire, how those up above must freeze and suffer. And as he felt pity for them, he raised the ladder and climbed up, unbound one of them after the other, and brought down all seven. Then he stoked the fire, blew it, and set them all round it to warm themselves. But they sat there, and did not stir, and the fire caught their clothes. So he said, Take care, or I will hang you up again. The dead men, however, did not hear, but were quite silent, and let their rags go on burning. At this he grew angry and said, If you are not